0: Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, the podcast where Rossi and Trent dive deep into the world of water skiing. This week, the guys jump into some listener questions about fitness, the off season, and handle cards. Enjoy the conversation.
1: You know, Rossi, you you posted that um, that thread on on Ball of Spray just saying, like, what you know. Thanks for listening. What do you guys want to hear? And the and the feedback was it was it was deep, and there was some really really cool stuff. So you know, we just kind of went through it and picked some of the ones that um, some of the ones that we liked the most, but also some of the ones that caught us off guard, like, man, I'd, I've never been asked that question before.
0: Oh yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, keep these things coming and, uh, we can use this thread for ideas for next year too. So don't, yeah. don't give up on it and reach us, reach us on Instagram or however you need to get us. And we'll, uh, we'll try to get your, get your questions on the air. So to kick off, number one today, uh, I really like this one. I thought it kind of goes perfect with our time of year, and that's Ski Six Jones. Uh he he asked, uh discussions of nutrition and fitnesses, fitness approaches for off season and in season yeah. training. Yeah. You know, right now I think we're going into the off season, so I think you and I would rather focus a little more on the yeah, off season part, but For sure. Who knows? Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll catch a minute or two to go to the in season or maybe we'll save that for next year. So you know, Trent, I know you're a you're a fitness guy. Um, you know, I think it's I think one of the really things that I see in general is that people tend to think about water skiing as it's coming up. You know, like, oh, I'm gonna start skiing in April. Whoa, geez, it's March first, I better get going. You know, yes. and I'm guilty of that in the past too. So I don't see you as that type of person. So you want to walk no, us through a little bit of, of your thoughts yeah. on fitness and, and how yep. it pertains? For sure.
1: Like, I think, and, and this is, we're just going to go broken record, but but again, like, I think the, big, the most important thing for me is, um, in years past. And then, and then we'll cover like currently, cause I, I've got a whole new um, set of goals, but, but anyway, years past, it, it's, it's, you need to just like anything else, you need to come up with a plan, right? Like you don't want to accidentally fall into your off season training. You know what I mean? You don't want to get around to it. You don't want to just sort of slide into it. You, I mean, you want to have a, you want to have, and, th- and this is simple. It just takes a little bit of, um, you know, self-examining and a little bit of accountability and a little bit of honesty, but you need to come up with, with, what are your goals? Like what, what, what am I willing to do to ski, to be a better skier next year? And, 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 you know, this doesn't have to, you know, it's, it's this is going to lend into goal setting for next year, but I, I think it's, you know, the end of the season. Okay. So end of the season, you just skied your last tournament. Okay. Are you ready to start training for next year? Or do you need, do you need a little buffer? Like, is there like a a one week or or even 10 weeks or six weeks? Like, but you need to come up with exactly one. When am I going to get started? Because again, you don't want to just accidentally walk into the gym without a plan. When am I going to start? And, and, and first of all, what are my goals? What let's, let's just go real world on this thing. Then like Rossi, you know, have you given have you given this thought yet? And I know it like, you know, you're, you know, you're that, that athlete that has two competing, not competing, um, alternating seasons where, you know, as soon as your water skiing is done, you roll into snow skiing. But, but have you, have you thought about, you know, what, you know, what you need to have, what you would like to accomplish to, to make you, you know, a, you know,
0: a better skier or, 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 or
1: you know, as prepared as possible for next year?
0: Well, Yes, I have, actually. Uh, 20, 2022 season for water skiing has already begun for me. We are, we are. I don't know, we're just in a crazy weather pattern here in Salt Lake City. And yeah. we just went from, you know, warm, warm beginning to fall to smack, it's winter. I mean, we have, you know, three to four feet of snow in the mountains and um, it is cold. It is not water ski type of uh, weather here now. And um so yes, I, I obviously I saw this coming. Um, but uh I think you know when I when I look at it, one of the things, you know, you're saying have a plan. I think that's I think that's a great way to look at it. If you listen to me and read that book, Atomic Habits by James mm-hmm. Clear, um, he he talks about it as a systems, you know, like you have to have your system in place and you can have all the goals you want but if you don't have a system in place then then your goals always are that that out of reach you know out of that grass you just you can see them but you can't get there so yeah. if you've tried and failed before then the then the basically the breakdown is that you're you didn't have the correct system in place and so getting back to your question to me I am 7 weeks into my off-season training right now and, um, yeah. yeah, you know, right now that's just, an, I, I, uh, I haven't been great in the last few years about, about my gym time. Um, you know, my kids have been the, that age where all my free time seems to want to go towards, uh, either going to the lake with them or, you know, throwing the football or, you know, going on mountain bike rides with them, but at least most of it is, is uh, physical activity. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I can feel the pain of what a lot of people, you know, fight in their day to day, you know, that aren't professional athletes and that is the balance of, of, (laughs) of things. And so anyway, to get back to the, to the main question, yes, I have a plan. Um, next year I'm calling it out. I want to have a big year next year. I've spent the last year and a half to two years getting dinged up, not quite being strong enough for, the level of skiing I'm able to do, meaning, you know, uh, because of my years on the, my years spent doing this, I can, you know, I can go out there pretty quickly and run 39 off and things like that. But the toll it takes on my body has, uh, has left me with less than desirable body feelings uh, during the last two seasons. So I have made a plan or made a system. And number one, that system includes gym time, and then um, it's also including a change in how I do the gym, um, as I'm as I'm you know don't want to admit it, but as I'm getting older, uh, some of the lifting techniques and and things I was using before I'm shying away from now and moving uh, okay. on. So yes, I have a plan, um, and I what what um what what
1: going. what kind of sorry just I, I like where you're going with that. What what kind of like what stuff. Do you feel like you need to not necessarily phase out necessarily, but but you're kind of steering in a slightly different path from your traditional lifting habits? What, what, where, where are you
0: going? Well, in my 20s and 30s, and obviously in the very beginning of my 40s, uh, I use Olympic, Olympic lifting as my foundation for all that I do. Yeah, yeah. Or have done. Um, You know, Olympic lifting requires the coordination of a lot of powerful muscles. And I believe that that does translate very, uh, very well into the water ski realm of things. Um, But one of the things that I started noticing was that my recovery from those workouts was drastic. You know, it was... Yeah. I mean, I don't want to admit it, but, you know, I, I just when it came time for my next workout, I wasn't, I wasn't halfway recovered from my, from my previous workout. And then it had this compounding effect where, you know, the next week I went into it, did my workouts, and I felt lower going into the next week, lower going into the next week. And, um, and then I just, you know, I just kind of made me not want to work out because the repercussion was too great, you know? And, you know there's there's a lot of factors that go into into that but in the in the grand scheme of things if it's not working you have to kind of listen to yourself i mean we've talked about this yeah. in the past it's really important to listen to your body your body's trying to tell you stuff being sore that's fine but being sore and feeling your energy level going lower and lower and lower to this place that it you i mean i didn't want to work out at all you know, so anyway, so getting back to getting back to what am I doing now? So now, you know, like, let's just say, you know, I used to do a lot of squats, right? Like bar Mm squats, stuff like that. Now I'm doing more, you know, uh, what do you want to call them? Like single leg lunges and
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to, I'm doing a lot more with dumbbells versus bars. So having to coordinate, you know, instead of doing my bench press with the bar and. And, uh, you know, the traditional way I'm doing it with, I'm doing it with uh, dumbbells so that I have to, you know, I have to stabilize each arm as I'm doing these, these techniques. And then, you know, one thing that I've learned and I still, still put into play is that um, it's really important that you never put a, like, let's say you're doing a bench press. As you bring it down, you should never go past 90 degrees on your elbow angles, so, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm really getting to know, kind of like, use better technique, don't just yeah. grit through it, don't just yeah, power yeah. hammer, that types of things. And so yeah. that's really good. And, and, you know, I mean, again, I'm going to go back to that Atomic Habits book, it's just such a, I, I thought there was so much stuff in there that I had been doing, that he really just kind of clued me into why I was doing things like that. But it's like ask yourself, you know, am I the type of dude that or am I the type of person that works out? You know, am I am I the type of person that 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 likes to be fit? You know, because the sport of water skiing is brutal. You know, I mean I can tell you yeah. when I go when I go on when I go on deer hunting, you know, adventures in in November and whatever, and maybe we eat too many snacks and you know, have one too many um, you know, libations at night or whatever. I come home and I'm five or 10 pounds heavier, you know, I would be running great buoys when I left and I can tell you, and you know, running 39 off without, without ever thinking that I was ever going to miss it. Right. Come back. And people would say, oh, you've been off for two weeks. That's why you seem, you know, that's why you're missing a little bit. And that's (laughs) not the case. It's carrying around five or 10 pounds. Like go over to the, go over to the, over to the barbell rack and just grab a five pounder. Just grab that little thing, and then imagine trying to go skiing where you have crazy g forces and accelerations and decelerations, and think about just holding on to that five pound weight. You know, I yeah. mean, if you're and it, that just gets exponential. I mean, it's crazy. You know how much you know carrying a forty? Can you imagine carrying a forty five pound you know weight that goes on your on your barrel? <laughs> you know, I mean, like it's nuts, but people are doing it and skiing yeah. at a crazy high level. I so. Know. So anyway, yeah. wow! I've talked a lot this episode, Trent. You're you're <laughs> actually somebody I'm really interested to hear well, a little bit about, like your your take yeah. on things. You know, or is this something that are you a are you a workout for lifer type of person, or are you See, still are you a workout? And that's why,
1: for, yeah, and that's why this is interesting for me right now. So, like, so, it's okay. So first of all you know, like, like just going to, you know, sharpen the point of this again a little bit. Um, one, decide what your goal is. What do you need to do? And, and again, if that's, that might be something just simple. Like, just like you said, Rossi, like, hey, if I was 10 pounds lighter, I know I'd ski better. And that's what I'm willing to do. So that's just going to be diet, and a little bit of exercise. It, it's, it's exactly that. Come up with a goal and then come up with a concrete plan as to how you're going to accomplish, you know, accomplish that goal in this, in this stated amount of time. Um, so then, you know, you're kind of locked in for accountability and, and that goal can be, you know, if I just go back to like traditionally, you know, over, we'll just say like the 10 years of my, where my ski career was the most important to me. And when I was, you know, working the hardest, I just had this goal of, I was going to, on my major lifts, I was going to increase my, my sort of blanket statement. I I was going to increase my strength by 10% every off season, um, you know, cause then as the off season starts, you know, as those seasons start compounding and, and piling up, like you're significantly increasing your strength over five or 10 years. Um, and you can measure that in a lot of different ways. For me, it was, you know, my five rep max on my major lifts, you know, I'd make a note of it. And then the following season I'd have off season, I'd have the goal of trying to increase it or, you know, one off season, I had a goal of, I want to be able to do 30 pull-ups uninterrupted. Um, a different off season, I wanted to increase... You know, increase my vertical. Like, just you can make fun little goals, especially when it's for something that is, you know, uh, indicative of just overall athleticism, um, strength aside. Um, <clears throat> but like for me this year, like I've, I, I mean, I've barely skied this summer. Spent a lot of time in the boat, um, and I'm like, so we, you know, we started this off by being like, hey, you got to be honest with yourself if you're going to achieve your goals. So I'm in a place right now where I'm in the worst shape I've been in my life, you know. Um, where for me to reach my goals next year, like legitimately, I'm going to have to, I want to be 20 pounds lighter. Um, You know, typically I ski my best at about 175 and I'm like 195 right now. And it's like a hell, you know, it's a heck of a lot of work on the water. So for me, it's exactly that. It's like, okay, I started, you know, last Monday. So, you know, I'm eight days in um, and I have until, like in my mind, it's like, you know, the next year is a, is an amateur um, senior world, um, championships here. So in my mind, like, okay, if I'm going to be ready to ski my best at that uh, tournament, that's like a, you know, that's an 11 month project. Um, so, and, and so that's where it's going to start. So it's exactly that, like, figure out what, you know, one, what, like, you know, within your scope, like, cause not everyone has, you know, uh, unlimited time to, to, you know, to spend in the gym or whatever your goal is to, to, to help you reach, you know, your goals for next year. So whatever your fitness goals are for the winter, you've, you know, you've got to state them. Um, So if that's writing them down or if that's like talking about it on a podcast, you know, a few thousand people uh, state your goal and then come up with a, you know, a a concrete plan, just like we do with anything in skiing, come up with a plan to to
0: facilitate. Oh, you nailed it. You know, the one thing that really sticks out to me is accountability. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like- if, I mean, if, if a, yeah, it's, it's hard enough to hold yourself accountable. You're, you're going to have many days where something is going to come up that wants to take you from it. So if you're the type of person that has a hard time sticking with your plan, then you need to become more accountable to your plan. I E like, I know a, a good friend of mine, you use a, one of those crazy mountain runners, ridgetop yeah. high elevation runners, hundred mile yeah. races. You know, and, you know, one day he went out and went, you know, up Little Cottonwood, went all the way across all the mountains, down over into Solitude, came back up to Alta, back over. I mean, you're talking like I couldn't even fathom walking what he ran. Right. And he called his wife and and um, he said, yeah, I think I'm done. Would you mind come getting me? And she said, you're not done you need to go and do another ridge line you need to you know you you can't give up now you're training for this big race this is important to you so anyway my point being his, his wife really helped to push him to push that that next little bit that he needed to go so you know it's it's you know maybe maybe making your spouse you know help you to stay accountable maybe it's you For know, sure working out or the it's same your time. or it's your ski
1: yeah right. or your ski buddies right exactly. I mean if you guys like, if you guys get you know get collectively get together and just be like okay you know guys and girls <laughs> like Like, who's with me on this one? Like, like, and again, it's not, it's, it's not necessarily moving mountains, but if it's like, Hey, like, let's all, let's all get together. And like, what do you think your ideal ski weight is? And and like, like, what are we willing to do? And when you do it together or, or like, like you and I are doing right now, I mean, we just shared it with the entire ski world. So come nationals next year, I'm in the booth at, for the radar booth. And I'm going to have like, you know, a few hundred people like, Oh yeah, he, he did get back to his ski shape way to go. Or conversely, he's going to be like, Oh dude, you, I think you put on another 20 pounds Trent. <laughs> Bro, so it's that, that it, it's like, from. yeah, it's accountability. It's, and that's, again, that's why, you know, clearly stating what it is you intend to do is so important. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so Jim, gym, gym times one thing. And then, you know, another, another big component of life. And again, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I do, I do apply these things to, I apply these things to, the ski context, right? Yeah. But really we should be asking ourselves what type of person do I want to be? Not just on the water, right? Like I want to be a person that's fit. So I want to, I want to go and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm for me working out in the gym, you know, uh, what about the fuel you put in your body? We call that food, but we, for so many of us, we take that for granted. I just, uh, I actually just finished a two week cleanse and, um, that was a wonderful experiment in, in, uh, dedication to something. Um, but I'm just trying to reset, yeah. you know, I'm trying to reset what I eat, how my body processes it. You know, I, I got into really bad habits, you know, again, I've got kids at that age where snacks are all over the place and, and, uh, readily available. And I was choosing all the wrong snacks, all the wrong, you know, foods that I didn't need to be eating. And then I, then I started thinking about it to myself. I'm like, wait, when I was, you know, when I was on the tour and I was, you know, these things meant something to me. I didn't eat that. I didn't eat that stuff. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want that stuff. I, I thought about what well, in my body was fuel. And so, you know, obviously you don't have to be like insano about, I guess, you know, I, I like the term everything in moderation, including moderation. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. That is so right. Right. right? Yeah. Like, so yeah, your buddies want to go out and, and, and have a few beers. Yes. I say yes to that. You're right. Or, or whatever that is, go out and have yeah. an ice cream, uh, go out and have an ice cream with a kid. You don't have to be like crazy about it, but like also be accountable to when you walk by the cookies that are on the counter. Like, do you really need to grab one of those as you pass by in the middle of the day? Right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah, I went on. No, That's exactly uh, it. I went and did this Colorado cleanse. It's, it's really, I, 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 it was not easy, but I can say that I learned a lot from it and I am choosing different habits as I come out of it. Um, but ultimately, you know, for, if you want my take on food, you know, try to eat as, as, uh, healthy as possible. And just meaning like, you know, pick organic meats if you're going to eat meat and organic vegetables, non-GMO, stuff like that, and try to eat as many whole foods as you can and try to limit as much processed foods as you can and and try to get as, as you know, try to eat seasonally if you can. If you've got farmer's markets, you want to be shopping there and, you know, eat more vegetables, eat more, eat more leafy greens, you know, things like that. Drink more water. Wow. <laughs> Drink more water, people. Like can't tell you how much water you need to drink to, to really, you know, filter your body. Um, you know, and, and obviously at this moment right now, I'm, I'm cutting back on, on my extra, you know, extra stuff like, you know, no, no drinking, no, uh, actually went, I've reduced my coffee intake considerably, Mm -hmm. you know, but anyway, so, so think about, think about, think about the stuff that goes into your body as fuel not necessarily as comfort as you know your companion, your feel good stuff. If you want that stuff, have it. But it can't be. It, it shouldn't be your staple. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And yep.
1: yeah, baseline, baseline. Like, that's the way I, I always thought about it through through the bulk of my career, and 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 <clears throat> and even now, it's you know, I, I never. Sh- you know, I mean, I'm Canadian, so I mean, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to shy away from having beers with my buddies. Um, You know, and, and I always, even when I was my strictest, my cleanest, I always felt like I ate whatever the heck I wanted. It just so happened that I just, I, I wanted to eat healthy. But with the situation arose, you know, when I wasn't healthy eating, I mean, you know, um, I wasn't a complete pain in the butt about it. But it, but it, to me, it, it's, it's baseline. If I have a, if I have a, a like a crystal clean baseline, then. And then any of the, any of the additional stuff really doesn't matter. Um, you know, then, then, then you have a, like a kind of a sen- you don't have that same sense of, uh, that you're, you know, really limiting yourself. You're, you're, you're eating how you want when you convince yourself that you want to eat healthy, <laughs> but, um, sure. no, that's it. So I, I think, again, I think it, I, I think, you know, approach your off season the same way we, you know, we've, we've suggested that you approach your on season, a plan, sorry, a goal and then a concrete plan, including, you know, including a timeline. Don't, again, don't let it be December when you're like, or, or like you had said, February March, and you're like, well, probably ought to get going. Like come up with a day, a date, a time, and, and, you know, and again, whatever that goal is, that's when you get started. Um, I love it. Okay. Let's do uh, let's, let's, let's going to hit one more of these, of these questions on here. This one's, um, this one was, was kind of important to me. It came from, it was K roundy and i you know, again, these are like just, um, forum handles. So, uh, you know, I'm not really sure who it's coming from, but he, he just wanted to know about, about handle guards, sort of our thoughts on, on handle guards and the upside, the downside. Um, and if you don't know what we're, I think you'll probably most people are going to know exactly what we're talking about, but it, the handle guard is it's, it's like a, it's some kind of material or structure in the, you know, in the, the big triangle yoke of your handle. And, and where it came from was, you know, it seemed like, seemed like you never heard about people falling in their heads, going through the handle. And then all of a sudden you, you hear about it and then it just seemed like it just kept happening and happening and still happening. And, and, you know, there's been like far too many, you know, water ski deaths just, you know, just because of this taking, taking like a, 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 you know, a, a, it's the perfect or imperfect fall that, that, that it's, this, this really precise scenario, but it, but it, it is, it has happened and it's still continuing to happen. So what, what's, um what's your view on, on handle guards? Do you, do you use one? Cause I, I didn't for years and years and years. I'm
0: just curious where, where, you know, if you're using one or not. I wear a helmet when I ride my bike sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> you know, what's crazy. You know what's crazy? I've never tried one. Yeah, I I I have it on my kid's handle. Yeah, and yeah, me too. and I love the idea of it, and I know exactly why it's there. And so, a lot know, of I, pros
1: don't use a lot of pros don't use them. Like so, you're like you know if if but, if anyone's gasping like Rossi, you don't like a large percentage of pros don't use them,
0: right? And so, you know, okay, I'll give you the, I'll give you the backstory on it, even though I'm going to tell you before I even say it, that anything that I say is, is kind of crap here because I think you should use a, you know, you should, you should have something on there to, 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 for safety, you know, I mean, I I can understand it, but when I, so I have, I have a lot of, I've taken, obviously I've taken a lot of crashes, I've taken a lot of a lot of the stuff that has never happened to people has happened to myself and yourself because mm-hmm. of the thousands of hours that we've spent out there. And so in, in so doing, I know this sounds crazy, but you actually get good at crashing. Yes. You get good. 100%. At, you get really good at body awareness in relation to the handle, in relation to the rope and in relation to the boat. Okay. So, as i'm falling i'm as i'm crashing and you're all you're seeing is this catastrophic split second you know uh we call it scorpion or you know yeah you know yard sale whatever you want to call it where it's like what's actually happening inside of that fall is in my mind everything is slowing down to this crazy slow moment and i'm able to understand where the handle is and, and be able to move my body. I'm thinking about my ski. I don't want my ski to hit the water at this angle. So I'm moving my body. So I know it it, it almost sounds impossible, but the same scenario happens um, when I have close calls when I'm driving my car, right? Like yep. it, it doesn't, everything slows down for me and I just start to do it. Now, that's the that's the excuse is that I'm really good at falling, so I don't need to use it you know and you know if you want to go into percentages obviously the percentage is quite low that you're going to do a fall that that puts you into into that handle so those are those are two things now that being said you know flip side of that you don't want to be the one that has your head go in there especially if you can prevent it so yeah i can see i can see both sides to it but the answer to your question in a really long-winded way is no I don't use one and no I've actually never even tried which is which is now making me bummed out and so obviously well, obviously starting next season I'm going to try one somehow. Yeah so so Yeah and give that was your take.
1: Yeah and I was always the exact same in that and 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 again you are like you're not being reckless you are 100% correct in that you know the amount you know the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours you've spent on the water, I've spent on the water. You know a lot of our counterparts have spent on the water. That that puts us in a scenario where something like that is it's so very very close to impossible. Like it's not you know it's not the same as you know some of these tragedies that, that tragedies that have happened to really really good skiers in the past because again they they, they just. You know, your awareness, your spatial awareness, your speed, your space, what's going to happen because of what you just felt, all those things, they 100%, they leave, you know, us far less vulnerable than, than, you know, than most water skiers. Um, but so anyway, where I was going, I was the same thing. Nah, I don't need it. I, I and I, but I, you know, it was, and it, it's not a coincidence that it was the year my son was born. So it left me, you know, viewing things a little bit differently, but I, I took, I took what had the potential to be the right fall. And, and for me, the right fall was, it was an offside turn. It was at, it was when the, it was when the pressure, you know, the pressure on the front of my ski, my tip pressure was at its greatest. And I, I rotated my upper body, which, which sort of took my center of mass and rolled it more up on top of my ski. So my, my, my roll angle suddenly went to nil with a ton of tip pressure. And it kind of gave me like a, like a trampoline feel. And I've I've done that fall before, and and I'd imagine like even just saying that kind of springy trampoline feel that's probably gonna that's gonna trigger a memory for some people because I've done it twice, um, but the one that scared me was it happened at a time when 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 the trajectory of my turn was already starting to come back in. So as I got s- sort of sprung forward, the line went loose because um, again I was already coming back through the turn. So it's a really rare, you know, a rare occurrence that, uh, that it happened at that point. But, but I lost control of the rope because it because it went loose. So I I didn't have, I didn't have the ability to to manipulate it and and put it where I wanted. And and when I did land, it was I landed like right beside that. I mean, I had the handle of my hand still, but but just the way I was falling, I couldn't get it very far away from me. And I landed beside it, like I saw it, and, and it just I had this. You know, and again, it's because of it the year my son was born. But I had this kind of, huh, like that, that, that was the fall that that could have put me in in a, in a bad situation. So, so handle guard. So what what I use um, is, um, and you know, Into will make you a handle this way, and and actually Masterline will custom order it this way too. And I think it's the safest version. What I have is is a you know I use a Specter handle, and about a little more than halfway up the yoke. I have I have it fitted in, like not fitted, but you know, with a fid. Uh, I have it threaded in, just a one piece of spectre going across, and then on that, uh, you know, and it's going through a, a like a just a little bit of plastic tubing, and that's it. So, because here's here's my take on on handle guards. They're incredibly dangerous, and 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 I'm, I'll explain um, the 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 general the ones that are generally offered. Um, they, they cover up too much of that yoke. So yes, they'll keep your head out, but if your arm goes through, you you can't get your arm out. So, you know, so I see all, yeah, incredibly
0: dangerous. I have that in my notes right here. I just wrote it down while you were talking to make sure that we we understand.
1: So here's, here's what, here's my, like my litmus test is, is, is I'll take the handle. I'll put it all the way up pass you know into my bicep like so you know obviously not my shoulder but all, you know all the way up halfway across my bicep and when i let go of the handle if it doesn't fall off your your handle guard's too close you know you're trying to i mean you're trying to keep your head out so that that's why it's there <clears throat> but too many of these things that gap is too tight you get your arm in and you can't get it out i mean i've fallen where, where my hand went into the handle and, and I, I mean i just You know, I straighten my wrist or pull my wrist back and it just comes right out. So I would check that, you know, even if you're using a, like a commercial handle guard, pull it up to your bicep and see if there's, if it's, if it's touching, it's too close. You've got to back that thing off. Cause again, you're trying to keep it off your head one, but you need to be able to keep, get your
0: arm out. um, If it does go through the handle. I have to say that, um, you know, that, that was, that was a, one of the reasons why uh, there are downsides to, Mm, to what we're talking about. And so, you know, that's, you know, I, I painted a, I painted a pretty bad picture in the beginning of this discussion on it, but that is one of the concerns that, that constantly is in my, in my thought process, meaning, you know, if my arm goes into there too deep, I need to be able to get out and I don't want to get hooked around it and, and just, you know, tear my arm off or something too. So I totally understand you on, on that end. I mean, what about, you know, like I was just thinking about it, like what, would what if you had that piece going across with just zip ties through the outside, so that if a monster strain came on, the zip tie would break? Instead of I, yeah. having it threaded in, having yeah. it, having you know loops on the I've, end. Of I, that I actually have, section yeah, and just I, have, yeah, it, I have, seen have it
1: have Yeah, I have seen that. I just I feel I just I still I feel like just that single crossbar is is the safest you know, your safest option, but, but no, that that, was what I'm saying is single
0: crossbar. That is, that has, that has openings on both sides that are zip tied in. So that if you head hits it, you know, it's going to, you're only going to need it to, you're only going to need it to keep you from going in for a split second. Yeah. You know, so I don't think you're going to have a lot of pressure to break the zip tie and go into it, but if your arm went in and it somehow hooked around it, the zip tie would blow off when the pressure came on and you maybe could get out easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a a breaking
0: point. I like that. Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe this is already like does what we're doing guys. But you know, I've seen people use duct tape across, you know, just, just straight duct tape, you know, I mean, I'm not sure that that's strong enough or not. I don't, I don't know the answer to any of this. And I gotta be honest. A lot of the times I'm very cautious of talking about these things because We're in the gray area right here. So I just need everybody to understand that whatever you choose to do, you have to be in charge of your destiny and your choices. Um, We all do things and we all have, there's risks to everything that we choose. There's inherent risk, right? And you need to decide what your risk level is and what you're comfortable with and you know, it is, you, you made that decision to use that, that product. Yeah, for sure.
1: You want it, it to. Yeah. 100%. Cause it's just like, you know, like any, like any sport you, you know, you, you, uh, you enter into, there's going to be inherent risk. Um, so, you know, handle guard, no handle guard there, you know, obviously either way, whatever you're most comfortable, but the one I'm going to stick by though is if you use a handle guard, make
0: sure it's not, the gap is not so tight that you can't get your arm out. I like that. I like that. Hey, Trent, can you, um, since you are using one, could you just give me a quick rundown of some of the concerns you had before you used it? And then if you, if any well, of those stayed true, like, that was, you know, it. Like, like, it was like, like, am I going to miss and grab the, yeah. grab the bar? Am I going to, am I, is my hand going to fit? I mean, these are just things that are popping in my yeah. mind because I haven't even tried it. So,
1: yeah. I mean, and again, I think that's why, so the ones that were coming out initially, and I was kind of like you, that's why I mean, I mean, I'm not using this one, it, they were tight enough that, you know, when things start to go, you know, when you start scrambling a little bit, really good chance of it, you know, getting your finger caught on it or, you know, or, or miss grabbing the handle. But, but my, my chief concern was exactly that. Cause it, I mean, initially there were these, they were hard plastic and the gap was only maybe two and a quarter inches I'm like, dude, if my arm goes in there, I'm hosed. Oh, so absolutely. it was really, yeah, it was really just that. So, you know, again, um, you know, I wouldn't, it's, I'm, I'm it's not blanket same everyone needs to use them. If you choose to use one though, just make sure you're using it in a safe manner. Like don't, again, make sure the gap is picking up for your arm to easily come out.
0: Oh, that's good. Good stuff there. Good stuff. Hey, I, I wanted to, I wanted to finish this up. I know we wanna to get to more of these. We'll do more in, in uh, future episodes. I just wanna finish with a uh, one word thought and that thought is gratitude. And just thank can't you. be more thankful for, for all of you listeners out there and for you sharing this and, and sharing the conversations that we're having with all your ski buds. And uh, just wanna thank you all for it. And, and it's uh, just really nice to be able to connect with you.